successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast and at our website, GrillNationShow.com. I appreciate you joining us each and every week on the show. Uh, really excited about today's show. We'll get to our guests here in just one second. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Title sponsors of the show are MoBank, BOK Financial, Trust, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Uh, contributors to the Grill Nation Show, including one that we will have joining us today, are the KCADC. That's the Kansas City Area Development Council. I want to thank uh, Tim Cowden and all the folks over there for their, their support of the radio show, as well as Port Casey and John Stevens. Thank you for your contributions to the radio show. Uh, very excited to have these great companies and organizations joining us each and every week and month. Uh, check them out at grillnationshow.com. You can also connect with me on social media. My Twitter handle is at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also uh, available on all other social media channels. I appreciate hearing from each and every one of you uh, whenever you get a chance on the show or any ideas that you think would make the show better. On today's show, we are joined by one of our contributors to the Grill Nation Show and partners and supporters. We have on the Kansas City Area Development Council, uh, KCADC, is the acronym, and they are at thinkkc.com, and their their Twitter handle is ithinkkc. I want to welcome to the show uh, Emily McVeigh, Jessica Palm, and Ellie Bowen. <laughs> we have three awesome, awesome people in the studio today. We're going to talk all about workforce development, uh, talent, what Kansas City is doing in the different areas in that note. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on the air today, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sorry having that, us. Sorry for that long introduction. I apologize uh, for that. Uh, first off, let's start with uh, Emily. Emily, tell us about yourself, what you do, uh, and then we'll go down the line here. Absolutely. So um, Emily McVeigh, I am with KCADC, but specifically an industry growth brand that we have called the KC Animal Health Corridor. Um, I've been with our organization eight years, Kansas City native, so a homer, and uh, really get the opportunity to spearhead our workforce development initiative, which is um, includes a lot of things that we're going to get to talk about today, but um, it's an exciting thing, and I think the future's bright for workforce here in Kansas City. Very cool. Um, go ahead, Jessica. Hi, I'm Jessica Palm. I also work at KCADC and lead our talent and lifestyle division called Team KC. Okay. We really focus on talent attraction and lifestyle marketing through the eyes of a company. So how does an employer um, attract, retain, develop, and create their talent in Kansas City to be successful as an employer of choice um, and growth and innovation within their organization? So I've been with KCADC for about eight and a half years, and Team KC is a network of around 1,100 corporate recruiters and HR leaders in our community. Wow, that was a, that was a great elevator pitch there. I like that. You got that down. 
Go ahead here. Good morning, Ellie Bowen. I'm Ellie, with, everyone. It's Ellie, Ellie Bowen. Bowen. Okay. I'm with uh, KCADC's Industrial Initiative, KC Smartport. We focus on attracting attracting freight based projects to mm-hmm. the region, so primarily manufacturing, distribution, and e commerce. My primary role on the team is a project manager, so working with industry and selling all of the assets that our 18-county Kansas City region has to offer. Mm -hmm. A big piece of that um, over the past several years has been workforce, improving that our region has the talent um, and the skill sets that are needed by these companies to locate here and continue to grow. So excited about everything that's happening in the KC region, and we'll get more into what some of those workforce initiatives are. Ellie, thank you. So you guys, is this... How did this all happen for all of you all? I know you have interesting backgrounds, but has this always been a passion for you, uh, Kansas City and growing Kansas City and its, its workforce development? I mean, it's something I think that has really kind of been doing really well lately. So can I attribute that to you guys? And what's your passion? How did you get into this? And, and, and just give me a little bit on that. I'd like to know more about your background and how you got to this point at the company or at KCADC. So from my standpoint, um, I think workforce development was something that I got kind of thrown into in a way, um, but found a real passion. I started my career in collegiate athletics. And one of the things that I loved about coaching was the people development side of things. Um, also, as a, as a student, I was not aware of all of the career opportunities available to me. And so one of the things that we do with the Animal Health Corridor is what we call closing the interest gap. So how do we expose the most students to the biggest diversity of careers because we only know what we're exposed to. And I think that's one of the things that drives me personally every day is this impact that we can make on youth in just educating them, not only to prepare them for careers, but educating them on the diversity of careers. Interesting. Yeah. It's something I had never thought about as is, is, is growing up and going through school. What about you, Jessica? I honestly fell into what Team Casey is. Um, We were hearing from companies that Kansas City wasn't on the radar as a top city to live and work for talent that were considering job opportunities with really great companies here in our community. They loved the types of positions available and the, the innovation within the company, but Kansas City was a big question mark to them. And having a public relations and marketing background, that idea of like destination marketing was really exciting to me and really finding a pathway within economic development that's unique. I think every city does lifestyle marketing in some capacity, but leveraging a company, an HR team to tell that story on behalf of your community isn't something that happens across the region um, and nationally. So, So Team Casey was a way to take that creative um, marketing for me, but also really highlighting placemaking and being a native of Kansas City, the passion for the city I grew up in, and helping tell the rest of the world how cool our community is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've been in other places too, so you've seen. Yeah, other I lived metrics. in Chicago for a while, and and have experienced. Uh, my husband's from Cincinnati, so which is very similar to Kansas City in size, right? Yes, yeah. almost an exact mirror image yeah. to our market. So, really helping somebody find their personal passions and their own sense of community when they're picking up their lives to move for another job, or why should I stay? And that really is something that Emily and I talk about a lot with that interest gap. Um, and Ellie with workforce development and pipelining talent, we have really great people here in our community 
But if they don't know what the opportunities are here, they won't necessarily stay. So it all fits together, lifestyle, um, the company and the jobs, but then also the skills. Yeah, it's, you've kind of weaved that all together quite well. Allie, what about you? For me, the you passion. You come out of economic development, right? I do, yeah. yeah. And that really is where, where my passion stems from. It's that connection to your community. It's the connection to industry um, and kind of pairing those two together in a way that, that propels everybody in their region forward. Traditionally, historically, um, groups like ours, regional economic development groups, didn't necessarily have that focus on workforce development. Yeah. Um, but as you know, the nation has changed and, and workforce everywhere is tight, it's required of us to have a really good understanding of where our region stands today um, and then taking it one step further and being proactive of making sure we have that workforce um, that we need for the future. So mm-hmm. um, love what we do for the Kansas City community and in order for us to continue to be successful in that realm, um, we've got to play heavily in this workforce space and build that talent pipeline. Very well said. On today's show, we're talking all about KCADC. And we're going to dive deeper into their efforts on workforce development, uh, workforce retention, uh, and talent uh, recruitment and development. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening again on 980 AM and thanks to all of our partners and supporters. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, we greatly appreciate it via podcast or if you're going to my website at grillnationshow.com, thank you very much. Each and every one of our shows from the last few years is obviously up at the website. You can listen to old shows. You can see pictures of our guests. And you can connect with me on social media. One of our great contributors to the show is the KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council. Uh, their website is thinkkc.com. Check it out. Uh, all kinds of cool things happening here in the region. Uh, and they do really great work in so many different uh, subsections. Uh, we're talking about workforce development and uh, talent attraction and recruitment and retention on this show today. Uh, I want to bring back our guests. Guys, could you please introduce yourselves again just so uh, everyone knows who you are at the top of, the, uh, top of this uh, segment here? Yeah, Emily McVeigh with the Animal Health Corridor. Jessica Palm with Team Casey. And Ellie Bowen with Casey Smartport. Thanks for joining me again today. I want to talk about like what actually is workforce development and talent attraction. How do you define that? Um, because we hear those words a lot. What does that actually mean for what you guys do at KCADC? Whoever wants to pick that ball up and start would be great. Yeah, workforce development for a lot of people is interchangeable is a word that is used pretty broadly. In our space, um, each one of us use that word differently. So from a Team KC perspective, talent is more of the global word that we utilize. And there's talent attraction, retention, creation, and development. So you have everything from bringing somebody attraction, attraction of talent locally or from somewhere else, um, retention of talent, engaging them, making sure that you're keeping them in your organization and, and supporting them both inside and outside of the workplace there's creation of talent. So that would be, you know, your K through 12 workforce development strategies, the long play, mm-hmm. and then workforce development also from an uptraining perspective. So how do you think about internal mobility or helping somebody fill their fullest potential by creating um, credentialing or skills-based learning for them to continue to, to move on in their career? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends on the company, the industry, um, and the group that you're talking to. Um, and so Emily and Ellie also look at it in a little bit different perspective. Yeah. How, how do you differ on that, uh, Emily? 
Yeah, so I think workforce development's like the 800-pound gorilla, right? It's the buzzword. and It definitely has become more of a buzzword, right? Hasn't it, it in economic development circles the last few years, I feel yes. like? It has. It has. And how I like to define what we do at the corridor, and the corridor is working with um, our large pharmaceutical, uh, biologics, pet nutrition companies. So when I say animal health, it's a very diverse industry. But I really like to bring it back to what I call the edge economy, And education and the economy have been two big topics Mm -hmm. um, from the foundation of of our country. And so how do you blend those two together to make a robust pipeline? And so I think that seamlessly integrating our educational system, our employers, and our job creators, that's workforce development. And it's getting that full circle pipelining of talent and not just industry saying we need this from academia or vice versa. You know, we need to place these people into jobs. But how do we create that circle? And at the corridor, we work really hard to do that. So we have a subset um, board that's really our HR leaders. And they're constantly integrating back in with our community on what their needs are because industry's needs for talent are constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I you know, I like workforce development, but I really think the way for communities to succeed in the future is this whole idea of this edge economy of us all working together. And is that is that happening right now? I mean, is that evolving to where uh, academia is understanding the needs of the, the workforce and, and, and the job creators and the businesses? Is that is that kind of molding together better than it has or where's that at right now? I, I think so. And I think in, here in Kansas City, um, The collaborative nature of our community helps with that. Uh Um, Having organizations like KCADC and others that can bring industry very seamlessly to the table and all of us make it our jobs to also know our educational partners. And that's at all varying levels of academia, right? That's K through 12. That's higher education. That's our technical colleges, depending on what segment we're in. So I think it's happening. Do I think there's still work to be done? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are really strong initiatives happening here in our community that's helping that edge economy come full circle. That's fascinating. Um, Ellie, what about you and what you do at, um, at uh, Smartport and with KCADC? Yeah. So for Smartport, um, with our focus being on industrial, it really goes back to what Emily was talking about earlier with that skills and that interest gap. Um, there's been uh, a significant trend over the past several years for students K through 12 um, that their only path forward to success is a, a four-year university. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's certainly a path that any student who has the means and the interest to go that route should pursue. However, as a community, as a region, as a nation, we need to recognize that there are students who have have other interests or certainly means that make more sense for them to go a certification or a two-year um, degree route. And so at Smartport, like Emily and, and Jessica both uh, identified, we're really trying to bring those opportunities to the forefront of both that K-12 population as well as the adult class who may not know that these career opportunities exist. And manufacturing today is not the manufacturing of 50 years ago in a dirty, dingy warehouse. Um, these are high-tech jobs. These are well-paying jobs, and these are career pathways that that give individuals a chance to graduate high school making $45,000 a year and in three years with some certifications and upskilling can be at that eighty dollars to $100,000 mark. Kansas yeah, at, City, out of high school. 
Yeah, out of high school. Wow. Kansas City. Why did um, I go to law school? Exactly. I'm, 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 why what am, are I we doing a, doing why am I doing a radio right? show? I've, I've got to reevaluate at, this, at my age to figure out what's next. But but that's pretty amazing. Right. I've never heard that uh, stated like that. Yeah. So these. And especially in this area, region, right? Right. And I mean, manufacturing is so huge in Kansas City that, that the opportunity is here. And we just need to make sure we're connecting the right people to the right opportunities. So you guys are really focused on kind of these. We're actually focusing on things that actually are doing things in Kansas City. We're so broad sometimes, mm-hmm. but you, you know, with Smartport and with the corridor, uh, it seems that we're really uh, focusing on some of our assets for once. Not and trying it, to be everything to all people. I think that's what separates KCADC apart from kind of our sister organizations or those that are around, um, you know, the nation that have these regional economic development groups is we took um, the step to create kind of these industry initiatives. And on the smart port side, that allows us to play in that supply chain, that industrial space to mm-hmm. be engaged in what's happening in that industry. Yeah. Um, we're traditional economic developers, but we have that background. So when we're talking with our clients, I know what's happening in manufacturing globally. We know what's happening in supply chain globally. And then we know how to tie that back to the Kansas City region. Um, so we can somewhat speak the language of our clients. We don't pretend to know more than we do. Um, but but we can identify what their needs are ahead of time and in, in our communications with them um, and then tie that back to why KC is a great location for them to grow. That's interesting. Uh, Jessica, talked about Team KC and some maybe some um, examples and or any kind of uh, takeaways you can have you have from like the last year of all the work you've been doing with companies uh, yeah. as far as workforce development and retention and growing <laughs> talent. I mean, where do things stand with what you're working on right now? Yeah, talent has been such a hot topic in our community for a long time. Um, but certainly in the last few years in particular, um, talent attraction and retention <clears throat> has been a really hot topic for the companies locally. And you're working directly with a lot of their HR folks. Yeah. Which that is like now like a chief people officer. Like, it's got a new term now, Yeah, right? chief HR. You go on LinkedIn, it's like, okay, that is an HR position. I, I thought that was somebody that is a community devel- uh, relationships person, but it's it's HR now. Yeah, chief people, chief HR, chief culture. Um, yeah, and you speak on this a lot on panels and, and evolution and whatnot. Yeah, so Team KC has a little bit of a unique model within economic development Um, And what Ellie was alluding to earlier, the workforce and talent strategies within KCADC um, are a little bit different than what you would find in other markets. So we get asked all the time from employers who have a presence somewhere else, can you connect me with the equivalent of Smartport or the Corridor or Team KC in these other cities? And it doesn't exist. And and that's by design. So a lot of um, a lot of communities have job boards or their economic development agencies um, help try to place talent with their employers within the region. So uh, helping them with the skills gap and the interest gap, but then taking it a step further and trying to source talent. So, oh, Bobby would be a good fit at this company. Team KC and our initiatives don't do that. We really act as the the liaison for the business community um, and walk alongside the business community in their talent strategies. So, for example, you know, Team KC works with all of your usual um, suspects of employers. Who are but, some of those? But Garmin, Black and Veatch, okay. Burns and McDonald, H&R Block. Um, Come over the largest companies in the region. The largest companies in the region. Um, and then supporting any company that's new to Kansas City. So um, whether that's USDA or Chow Now, which is a smaller um, LA-based tech company, really supporting their talent strategies. But we understand the talent market in real time in mm. Kansas City, which 
um, is a little bit different. We're not necessarily relying just on census data or information from the Bureau of Labor Statistics um, to share with employers. We're really listening to the employers and hearing from them in real time what they're feeling and experiencing and then creating solutions or connecting them with workforce development efforts across the region or talent strategies that create effective solutions for them in that real-time capacity, um, which is definitely unique to um, economic development in our sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, one quickie real quick, and we'll get into this in the next segment. Um, with regards to like growth of the, what you're doing at the uh, corridor, has that changed a lot? I mean, I read about the USDA thing and I mean, but has everything kind of evolving as far as um, more people willing and able to do these types of positions that you would you would look for for your for the animal corridor? Is that a growing sector of people out of school or how does that how's that working? Yeah, so I think it, the landscape's changing a little bit. So we have robust partnerships at the national level with National FFA, mm-hmm. which was formerly Future Farmers of America. They have six hundred the people with the jackets. Yeah, the blue jackets, <laughs> right? That used to invade Kansas City. Yeah. Um, they have six hundred and seventy thousand high school members. It's the largest youth led student organization. Okay. And we'll get into that more in the next segment. That's a good, okay. that's a good tease for our next segment here on the Grill Nation Show. You're listening to 988. Am I wrong? Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill, a 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Thanks for listening today. As always, I'm very excited to have on one of our contributors to the Grill Nation Show. Uh, we have them on uh, quarterly, KCADC. Their website is thinkkc.com. Great organization here in Kansas City doing all kinds of different things. We're talking about workforce development, retention, talent, uh, you name it today on the show with uh, with a great group of people here from from KCADC. Ellie, uh, Jessica, and Emily are with me today. Uh, they're all on LinkedIn. They all can connect with you via KCADC, thinkkc.com. Um, Emily, we were talking to you before the break about the kind of the growth of, of the industry you're working with, which is the agriculture industry, Animal Corridor. Uh, we were talking about future farmers of America and how that's kind of changed and whatnot. And and, and, and talking about is there actually growth in workforce uh, in this area? Talk more about that. Uh, I think it's fascinating, especially especially here in the Midwest. Yeah. So I think that there's, there's definitely tremendous growth within the animal health industry and um, our outreach is also changing. So um, agriculture and animal health has lacked in diversity, for a lack of a better word, for many, many years. And so um, when you look at society today, 80% of the U.S. population now resides in urban environments. So there's this societal disconnect back to the farm and our food source. And how do we get the animal health industry to mimic the diversity of our U.S. population and our global population, frankly. And so when I was talking about National FFA and their 670,000 members, we're seeing a large uptick of urban FFA chapters, Chicago being one of the largest. These are individuals who have never been exposed to what we would consider traditional agriculture or a farm. They grow up on on concrete farms. Um, and so... How do we, but agriculture and animal health, they touch, they touch all facets of society, whether that's pet health or our food supply and keeping that safe. 
So we have the privilege at the corridor where we can tap into these national um, education networks that are curriculum developers, which we are not, um, but we can provide that storytelling. And the storytelling of the animal health industry and the careers within it is becoming more and more important with that disconnect from the farm. Mm -hmm. And so we have a website, explorekccareers.com, that just that does just that. And we're actually in a phase two launch of that where we will have um, more vlog style content that's marketing to Gen Z um, and a podcast that really allows individuals working in the industry to tell the story of what their career is. And, you know, I think in animal health and all scientific based careers, there's this notion that you have to be a veterinarian or you have to be a high level scientist to go into those careers. Um, but we know that they hire, um, you know, lawyers and marketing professionals, engineers and PR individuals. So there's really a place in animal health for anyone. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have had an agricultural background or a traditional agricultural background. Um, and you can find your way into a great thriving industry. We're always going to need to feed people and we're always going to have pets. And so um, it's a sustainable career option. That's right. I like that. It's a good way to put it. We're always going to have pets and, and we need to eat, right? So I love it. Uh, thank you for that great explanation. And you mentioned curriculum there too. Talk more about that, whoever wants to, about how you guys don't really focus on that. But you all still support the kind of the bringing together education, the workforce, the companies. But you're not telling people. Here's what you need to be working on, curricular-wise. Yeah, we um, we certainly are not curriculum developers. None of us are educators um, by educational background or profession. Um, but what we can do is bringing those industry voices and that conversation conversation together to create that edge economy. So we can bring industry groups like the HR subcommittee of the Animal Health Corridor together with our educational partners so that they can formulate curriculum based on not just one company, but really what an industry needs. Ellie, talk to me about, I'm trying to think, where we've kind of grown um, uh, in the last few years in these areas. I mean, how are we competing with our, our peer cities? Um, if you want to maybe bring out one of those peer cities that we are competing well with or not competing well with, um, how, how is Kansas City uh, you know, we've had some growth in our population and kind of in our, our workforce, but how are we competing? I, I always I'm interested to know more about that um, because obviously this is a competition, right, for for jobs, for for economic development, for growing Kansas City's, um, uh, comp you know, everything about it. So how does that work and where are we at? Yeah, Kansas City is definitely competing above our weight class in terms of the cities that we are seeing companies evaluating us against. Um, for example, you know, we have worked several deals recently where Raleigh-Durham, Atlanta, um, Nashville, um, and others have been our competition. And I think that collaboration that Emily and Ellie have mentioned from a talent perspective across our community has set us apart. When you talk about um, non-traditional credentialing or um, degree in three programs where you can graduate from high school with an associate's degree and then have a four-year college degree one year earlier than you typically would if you did a traditional education. That is not something that's happening everywhere else in the country. And so those talent strategies in Kansas City 
um, have become a competitive advantage for us. Um, from a talent attraction perspective, you know, Kansas City, I think, has really come into its own in the last few years. And the companies that are in Kansas City are really taking notice that we are competing at a global scale. So from a Team KC perspective, we're helping companies think about not who is your competition locally, because, you know, we're all kind of in it together from an industry perspective, right? Each each area has significant growth, whether it's tech or manufacturing or animal health, animal health. But from a who are my competitors in the other cities from a lifestyle perspective, am I competing against? So what does Facebook's benefits package look like? So if that's a hot company that everybody wants to work at and that's they're located in a city that everybody wants to live in, Team Casey's job is to help understand how do the tech companies in Kansas City compete from a employer of choice and lifestyle perspective to win? And we're winning, which is great. So we are. We are. Um, when you talk about um, just being able to have a really great life outside of the office that is happening and you're finding a lot of companies um, considering Kansas City for growth because of, of the talent pool here. But then also the ability to attract and retain people in our market. So Chow Now is an L.A.-based tech company. Um, they opened an operations in Kansas City outside of their current location. Mm-hmm. All of their attrition will be now um, focused in the Kansas City market. Attrition means when somebody leaves their company, they'll backfill those positions here versus in L.A. And a lot of that is the ability for them not only to hire locally, but to attract key people from outside of the market who find Kansas City really exciting and a good change of pace for them. Um, We had a non-traditional educational partner reach out to us recently. They're based on the West Coast, and they were interested in creating um, a presence here in our market for apprenticeship programs within the tech space. And they mentioned a lot of big companies that they work with on either coast, but the price tag for their employees um, for the apprenticeships, like the payback, the company would pay that organization to source their talent for them was $200,000 for 10 people. Well, in Kansas City, we're not feeling the the lack of talent availability like the coasts are. So paying $200,000 for an outside organization to find you people isn't something that Kansas City is feeling. Um, there's a lot of really great local talent and then the ability to attract talent on our own versus mm. having to find a supplier to do that. Okay. That's interesting that we don't do that, that we don't need that. Um, Ellie, do you have anything to add to that? Or Yeah. In the industrial space. I feel like I'm leaving you out, but you're the closest to me in the studio. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll defer to Jessica and Emily anytime. Um, for us in the industrial space, su- the supply chain industry as a whole is changing um, so rapidly from a technology standpoint, from a sourcing and procurement standpoint, from a partnership standpoint between transportation and infrastructure and, and other items. And so for us, it's all about taking that proactive step to make sure as a region, we can both fill the needs today for our existing employers, um, as well as you know, fill the needs for companies that are looking to come in. And then those needs that are 10 to 15 years down the road that we don't even know exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where the KC region uh, is rising above some of our competitors from a workforce standpoint. Um, we're launching programs like the KC Tech Academy. That was a pilot program launched um, between industry and, and two school districts um, that basically allows high school students K through 12 to graduate not only with a high school diploma, but two certifications in manufacturing. Um, 
all at no cost to the student. It's being industry-led. Um, it's it's keeping up with the industry needs of today and preparing students for um, going straight into the workplace or going on for that further education piece. But it's building a really solid pipeline of manufacturing talent for the KC region. Um, and that's something that we're doing here in Kansas City that some of our competitors, most of our competitors are not um, tackling. So that's how we set ourselves apart. That's awesome. We have about a minute left in the segment. Do you guys work with, with startups at all or young companies? Talk about that real briefly. We do from a from a team KC perspective, but it's more on advising on how do you become an employer of choice and how do you think about building your recruiting strategy? So a lot of startups don't have the bandwidth or energy to hire a recruiter or a chief HR leader, right? So how do you you make strategic connections (laughs) quickly so that you have the same competitive advantage as a bigger organization in Kansas City, Um, knowing that some of the tools and resources don't align with what you need yet? It's finding those key hires and making those strong connections, building your brand, and then thinking about your pipelining efforts in the long term. So. Any organization, no matter what size you are, needs to be attracting, retaining, and developing your talent. So whether that's bringing people in um, from out of market, cultivating that long-term plan. So what does that K-12 through strategy, college strategy look like? And then also retention. I've spent a lot of time investing in my people, and how do I keep them? Very interesting stuff. we got one segment left. KCADC show today. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm Jason Grill, the host, and we're on 980 AM. And if you're listening on iTunes via podcast or at the website, Grill Nation show, we greatly appreciate it. I'm joined today by a contributor to the show, KCADC. We're talking everything workforce development, retention, talent, where Kansas City stands in different uh, verticals and sectors and how we compete with our peer cities. Uh, again, uh, Jessica Palm, Ellie Bowen, and Emily McVeigh are with me today, all doing amazing work uh, where they are at at KCADC. Ellie, I want to start with you on this segment. Uh, one of the things that I'm interested in is, is what have you learned is most important, uh, more important to workforce development and recruitment? What are some of the things that we really need to focus on? Yeah, I think that's uh, three-pronged for us. The first would be just that continued connection and dialogue between industry and education. Industry is rapidly changing. We don't see that slowing down anytime soon. Um, And so we don't see any effort um, being successful without having all critical partners at the table and working together. The second piece would be scalability. The KC region is on fire um, in the industrial space. We've seen around 40 million square feet of new industrial development since 2012. Again, no slowdown in sight for that. Wow. Um, so any initiative that we're rolling out there, we want to make sure it's not only relevant but scalable. Um, and that third prong is is access. Um, access of information, access to the actual programs, access to the facilities, whether it be online or in person, um, for the students and the adults that that we're targeting. Um, so for us, it's it's really focused around that three prong approach, and um, I think we're we have a good start on that, but certainly some some room to grow. And that's smart port, which is a lot of logistics, a lot of freight, a lot of uh, supply chain. Whatnot. Correct. Yeah. Okay, um, Emily, I want to head over to you. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that you think that we've done well, I guess, as a city? Uh, we've, we've talked about a lot of those, but more importantly, what things can we improve upon? Um, I think it's always good to kind of do a full evaluation of 
things you do well, but also, you know, we're not perfect and uh, we can always get better, correct? And talk us through some of those and some of the things you see. Absolutely. So from my perspective, I, I hit on earlier that Kansas City is a unique community in how well we collaborate. Um, but I still think that there's work to be done. Workforce development, as I've already said, is the 800-pound gorilla that everybody's trying to solve and figure out. And there are a lot of great um, programs and activities happening within our region. I think we have to be cautious. It's It kind of goes back to that quote that the best work gets done when you don't care who gets credit, right? And so if we're leading with our individual entity hat, and we want to be the front-facing one and kind of blinding our eyes to what's happening around us and not collaborating, I think it can become a slippery slope. Um, I don't think Kansas City is failing tremendously in that area, but I think there's opportunities for growth because when you talk to industry, they want workforce solutions yesterday, mm-hmm. right? And so everybody is so quick to act, and we can get so siloed at times that I think it's important to kind of rise above all of that and get kind of at that 50,000 foot level and do a real landscape evaluation of of what everyone's doing and how we can um, take strengths and, and areas of opportunities from each other to build a more robust workforce strategy. Mm-hmm. Spoken very well. I feel like uh, Emily should run for office over there at one point. Maybe that's down the road after your athletics <laughs> yeah. career, your agricultural career. <laughs> Absolutely not. You'll be like playing this back right if I ever run. <laughs> yes. I will send that to your opponents. Um, Jessica, you, you deal with companies, large companies all the time. Um, take me through some uh, a company example for, say, of, 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 of talent recruitment or, uh, you know, you mentioned a hospital off air that's done a lot with kind of being aggressive and, and how they're going about things. Take us through an example of what one of those companies is doing here in Kansas City. Yeah. So the idea of posting and praying, I'm going to post a job. And pray that people apply to it. That does not exist. Posting anymore. and praying. Posting Another term praying. I've learned today. Yes. There we go. That can't happen. I do um, that a lot, by the way. In my <laughs> life, I post and I pray. You post and or pray. I just pray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, companies are really having to be strategic and thoughtful in every aspect of their talent strategy. And frankly, Children's Mercy Hospital is one that is willing, uh, winning in all aspects of this. So from a talent attraction perspective, They've done a couple of things that are really innovative, not only with our industry, but across HR um, nationally and have gotten national recognition from this. So from a candidate experience perspective, they've um, received an award. They've ranked nationally with Southwest and Delta and others um, for the way that they interact with their talent. They do reverse recruiting. So you go online and you submit a video about yourself and who you are and what, what you care about, and then they submit back to you job opportunities that they think of their organization would be a good fit. So, you're so really- I'm, I'm going to go online tonight and film a video just to yeah, see what they see say. Yeah, see what comes back. <laughs> be like, whoa. Uh, you may be good in the philanthropy department. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's one way for them to be able to pipeline talent because in a highly regulated industry, in um, a field where there are lots of credentials, not everybody understands what job opportunities they even are a good fit for. Right. right. That's interesting. So, I've never heard that. And then from a candidate experience perspective, there's this, I post on, I post the job, I apply to the job. Um, now it's in the black hole of online applications. Yeah. They have an email that goes to every single candidate saying, hey, thanks for applying. If you don't hear from us in five days, email. And it goes to their director of talent acquisition directly. Um, and they have been able to kind of hold their recruiters accountable to respond 
along the process with every candidate that they're interviewing and talking to. They've also gone that out of market. That seems very unique for a big company or really a big hospital. Really unique. But yeah. kind of that, you know, I think from their perspective, every candidate could also be a patient um, or a client to them, which yeah. any company could argue that, especially with a consumer brand, yeah. your your candidates are your customers. That's fascinating. Um, they go out of market. So we helped them um, wrap a van in Kansas City and Children's Mercy branding. And they happen to pop into cities. Uh, maybe in the parking lot or outside of the parking lot of their competitors. They source talent um, and had interviews with them because they know to have key people take the time off of work, come to Kansas City, interview with them on site um, was a barrier for them, especially for passive candidates, people who they're reaching out to who haven't applied. Um, they've been, so they just do interviews in their van. This is very entrepreneurial. Van. Yeah. I, uh, um, and they've been really successful idea. with that um, in multiple markets. And then from a so you're just going on your lunch break and you're like, well, what's that bus? And you're like, oh, I'll look it up online. Oh, wow, I can submit a video or I can just go talk to them. Yeah, or hey, I got an email or a LinkedIn message from a recruiter. I'm going to meet him um, at Panera and talk with him about my opportunity uh, at Children's Mercy. Who Um, knew? Who knew? You know all this. We don't know this. Thanks for sharing this. So that's been really cool. And then from a development perspective, they host every college. or every high school counselor for a counselor's day in their hospital. And those counselors get to experience what all of the job functions look like. And then they, they do tuition reimbursement through talent acquisition. So they, they pipeline their nursing candidates by paying for them to go to school um, versus having that person apply after they have the degree. Well, hopefully everyone listening took notes on that one. Uh, Best case scenario. I want to mention too, we, we do focus and we do a lot with the workforce retention as well. So we're trying to keep companies here in Kansas City. Um, some, we obviously don't want to lose. And you guys have said to me that that's going fine. We're not seeing as much loss of people leaving unless there's a family issue or a, um, you know, a corporation is headquartered somewhere else. For instance, is that correct? You know, as we move forward. Yeah. You know, I think community, Kansas City itself, you know, I think we hear anecdotes from time to time of, oh, we're landlocked, this person didn't find the ocean, so now they're leaving Kansas City. That's not that's not the norm. It's usually an outside um, thing that we can't control. Although I would say from a, an access perspective, making sure that our local talent know the opportunities that are available within the region, that's something that we have to work harder at doing. Jessica Palm, Ellie Bowen, Emily McVeigh, KCADC, thinkkc.com, Smartport, Animal Health Corridor, Mike Casey, they do it all. Thanks for coming on the Grill Nation show today and for sharing all this awesome stuff on workforce development, retention, and talent. Appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one.